Let me welcome onto the show uh, Lionel Magogotlela, founder of Financial Wise Corner. Lionel, good morning to you. Good morning, Miss Kathy. Good morning to the listeners. <laughs> Today we're talking about, and I got a message um, from one of our listeners who was asking, who says, Kathy, why are South Africans so quick to get into debt? Um, and he wanted Brian's opinion on, you know, stores that are constantly advertising the endless open an account, get a free whatever fashion voucher. Shouldn't there be a regulation against these things? Uh, because uh, most of us get into debt and people don't realize how expensive servicing these store accounts gets. And I thought it would be more appropriate, actually, for my conversation um, with you because we kicked off the conversation about uh, some of these debt agreements last week. And today we're talking about uh, the cooling off periods and the cancellation periods of these credit agreements. Yes. Uh, before we actually even start with the cooling as well as today's uh, program, I can just actually go back to last week because uh, I was inundated with uh, emails. People wanted to know some uh, key issues uh, regarding uh, being over indebted, married, and things like that. So I just thought maybe I, I can kill two beds with one stone by actually trying to highlight some of those, uh, will answer some of those questions before we can actually uh, roll into today's uh, segue, uh, segue of the show with regard to cancellation as well as cooling periods, if uh, that's okay with uh, you. Absolutely, Lionel. In fact, um, I'm, I'm looking at some of those issues that um, you have compiled from last week and the, the questions our listeners asked and looking at the time. I think what we'll do, let's deal then with these questions and and then we'll take on the issue of cooling off periods and cancellation of credit agreements next week. How about that? That's that's perfect. Yeah, because I think these issues are also very important. I don't want you to necessarily rush through them. So let's start then with the issue of debt counselling. Okay, with debt counselling, for example, uh, I've been getting uh, emails from people wanting to know if I am married how is their marriage going to be affected if I am actually over-indebted? The real simple answer to that is that if you are married in community of property and you are over-indebted, you need to make sure that your other party gets to be informed that you are actually over-indebted. So when you go through the over uh, the debt process, you need to actually now go together as a unit because remember, you are married in community of property, so meaning then what I do affect than the other person. So both parties need to come to the table of knowledge and actually get to uh, uh, to, to do the whole debt, uh, debt review process together. So most people have been saying, uh, but I don't want my partner to know about this. Then the real simple answer is that it's quite unfortunate because you, their partner needs to know. But equally important, you cannot keep secrets such as this uh, away from your partner because they will actually, uh, they will be affected by it one way or another. So we need to play an open cards by actually inviting both parties to the table and actually explain what then the process is going to entail, how is it actually going to affect the lifestyle going forward, because uh, it's going to be a little bit of a lifestyle adjustment once you go uh, under debt review, uh, because your normal lifestyle is no longer going to be normal anymore, because now there's going to be a third party who's a debt uh, counselor who's actually going to restructure a new financial uh, plan for the family. So it's very, always very important to make sure that the other party gets to buy into it and they get to know what is actually happening. 
Lionel, um, I, I love the fact that, you know, you're calling for people to be open and to declare or disclose rather what, what is happening. But um, let's talk about some of the possible scenarios. So is it possible for somebody who's married in community of property to undergo debt review and not have their partner know about that process, especially if this person is the one that is in charge of the family's finances? It shouldn't be possible. However, we know that uh, people tend to lie and people tend to say, I am not married. And as a result, mm. they try to really bypass the whole process. But uh, if it is known, it shouldn't actually be, um, uh, it shouldn't be uh, uh, possible. Uh, it's always uh, very important that people play open cards because uh, if you do not play open cards from the word go, it's actually going to catch up with you at a later stage. Mm. And, so, and, and if you're not married in community of property? If you're not married in community of property, out of courtesy, I would say it's always important to actually invite the other party, but the law does not state that the other party needs to be uh, to be invited. But it's always important that at least the other party gets to know what is actually happening, mm. because the reality of the matter is that uh, some of the restructuring may, might actually affect what you were doing for the family. Remember what we normally do as debt reviewers or debt counselors, we would actually look at the whole financial unit of a family insofar as the essential goods, non-essential goods, as well as uh, other monies that you might be uh, actually saving up for and things like that. So we need to rewrite a new budget for the whole family. And as a result, it's going to affect then the, the whole family unit. Important that the other party gets to buy into it. They get to know that this is actually what's going to be happening going forward. All right. So important to disclose. But I think um, the nature of the questions people were asking you around it, that in and of itself is is quite telling, you know, about some of um, the real life situations that people might be going through. It, it's it, you. You are quite correct, but it's very. I, I. I would really want to stress the point that it's very important that people play open cards. However, what we, what I have found to be the the, the real issue, is that people don't know how to communicate. So people talk to uh, talk at each other as opposed to talking to each other. Mm. In some cases, people become very emotional, which is given. Uh, but at the end of the day, if we can really try to approach this with a third party who's going to be neutral and try to really uh, paint a different picture as to the one that you might be having out of fear that you might be losing everything, uh, it might be actually important. And uh, equally important, it's also uh, um, it, it, advisable that you would actually go for counseling as, as as a family unit just so that you can actually now try to see this from a different perspective as opposed to the one that you might be having after getting the news that your one part uh, partner is actually overindated and that is actually going to affect you as then the other party who might not necessarily uh, be uh, 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 overindated uh, in the relationship. Mm. Well, let's stay then with the issue of debt counselling and it's about being able to access credit while under debt counselling. Unfortunately, you won't be able to get any more credit once you are under uh, debt uh, counseling. The reason being is that right here, we are trying to stabilize your life from getting out of hand. And then if you are able to get more uh, credit or debt, 
it's actually going to now affect everything that we are actually structuring around it. So once you are under debt uh, review or debt counseling, you will not be able to access any more credit until the day you decide to, uh, to, uh, to stop the whole process. Uh, hopefully you would have paid major or uh, major accounts uh, insofar as your debts are actually concerned. In the in the event that uh, you are deciding to uh, cancel the whole process of debt review, it's very important that we paint the picture that from there onwards, once you cancel, the creditors have got the right to take any legal actions. And once they start doing that, uh, take legal actions against you, you no longer have protection. They can actually attach your assets. They can actually now uh, start uh, sending uh, demand letters. They can even take uh, take uh, blacklist you if you don't actually honor your credit uh, agreement. And it's very important for people to be able to um, rem remember that and keep that in mind. Um, Lionel, I also want us to talk about this because you, there's so many scams that are taking place these days and people's identity being used um, to conduct fraudulent financial transactions. And we see it yes. with the opening of... Uh, bank accounts, we see it with yes. the opening of um, clothing accounts, all sorts of, 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 of access to credit that should not actually yes. be taking place. You are correct in that regard, and it's quite unfortunate. But uh, when that actually happens, uh, our listeners must be very proactive in terms of opening a criminal case. Go to the police station, open a case, tell them what actually happened. And remember, once you make a statement under oath, you cannot now go and change it and say, oh, by the way, I made a mistake, this and that uh, was actually not the truth, because you are now binding yourself to adhere to the oath. And once you make statement under oath, it's going to be what the, the courts are going to be using going forward. So open a criminal case at a, a, a police station. Once you do that, touch base within the credit uh, uh, provider where then the transaction actually took place. Give them the case number, take a reference number where then the credit uh, uh, facility is situated. Uh, they must give you a, a, a reference number of then uh, their case on their part. Then call the credit ombuds, call national credit regulator and call consumer goods and services uh, ombud. Give them the details in the event that you are not actually happy with the outcome from then the credit uh, provider. Uh, this is simply showing that you have been proactive. You have actually shown that you actually haven't stolen or used then the details uh, to conduct fraudulent activity. Some third party actually might have done that, but you are now trying to put a stop to it. And as a result, most credit uh, providers actually have got insurances. So they are more than willing to actually cancel and try to really investigate this matter further once uh, the, the case has been opened to really find out who actually did conduct the fraudulent activity and work hand in hand with the uh, South African police services and try to really put a stop to it. So the real, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the real honors lies with us as uh, consumers to constantly be proactive in this regard and make it a point that we try to equip ourselves by touching base with all this uh, uh, ombuds just so that they can actually come to the table to actually assist us in the event that we are actually and, not happy. And, and, and you know, Lionel, that's part of, of, of the aspect of dealing with fraudulent transactions that I actually find to be a bit unfair. If, if a bank 
allow somebody to open an account in your name and take out a credit card in your name because they failed to follow the the right verification processes. How is it now your fault as the person um, who has been affected by this crime to basically solve it? It becomes now your problem in a sense that now your profile has actually been utilized. So now the question is, how did somebody actually uh, get hold of your details? If then they got them uh, fraudulently and they used then the fraudulent information to uh, try and uh, bypass then the process of actually identifying uh, themselves at these credit providers, then equally important it's your um it's your issue to ensure that you also look after your profile so that it's clean so this is basically becoming more of a teamwork between yourself as well as then the uh, consu- uh the, the credit provider to try really and put a stop to it uh-huh. so um we know that people actually have uh, fake uh, id uh, uh, numbers that actually look similar to id numbers of other people who are actually legit and in so far as that is concerned it's something that um south african government is still trying to really wrap its head around and All see right. how what is it that they can actually do uh, to really put a stop to it Lionel, we're going to have to leave it there for this morning. Lionel Magogotela there.